Hey team, it's Coach Mark from Uplifting Performance Training here once again and wanted to share with you a, uh, a quick conversation I was having with one of my business coaching clients yesterday and I'm hoping this will help most of you with a, uh, a quick productivity hack in understanding how we uh, how we flow through the day and how our attention is, is captivated and also understanding how the mind works in certain blocks. And as I was talking to my client, what, uh, what we were realizing, uh, his comment was he's recently moved desks and he's noticing that he's searching for distractions. Now, it's not that often through the day. It's just a, a few periodic times through the day that he goes searching for distractions. And this reminded me of a time when I... Uh, when I'd finally worked out how to study. It had taken me many, many years, so off the back of finishing high school and going to university, in my final year of university, I finally worked out my personal system for studying and for focus. And I've always had a belief that uh, when I was studying that sleep was important. I would never sacrifice sleep for the purpose of cramming, uh, just purely because I know my your memories are embedded and they're, they're reinforced as we sleep. The brain goes through a little um, a reprogramming process that helps you embed all the things you've studied in the day. So that, that's really important. But what I found worked really well for me was in my final semester, I'd get up in the morning whenever I felt like getting up, uh, within reason. So at that stage in my life, then I, my my best time to wake up was sort of around nine or ten o'clock in the morning, and I'd typically get up, wake up, roll out of bed at nine, have some breakfast, uh, wake myself up, and then I'd start my first block of study. And I would sit down, I would choose a topic that I was going to learn, or I have a key key learning focus. Uh, to help me choose what I was going to study and then I would go through my notes or I would study for um, a period of time until my mind started to drift and after a few days of doing this I started to recognize that it was about three hours was my first block and after around about three hours on average my mind would start to drift or I'd find myself having to reread the page that I just read and that was my cue I decided that that was my cue to then go right I need to go and just have a break, go and do something else. And as my mind started to drift, it had usually moved to food after three hours of studying. So that was my cue to go and make lunch. And I'd go and eat some lunch and recharge myself. And I'd usually watch you know, 30 minutes of just not boring, but uh, really simple daytime television. <clears throat> and that was 30 minutes was long enough to give my brain a bit of a break. It didn't have to think too hard. It was distracted by watching uh, TV that I didn't have to think too hard about watching. And after about 30 minutes of that sort of TV, I got bored and that was my trigger to go and study again. So I'd go back to my, my room, my study space, and I would start studying usually another topic. I'd do something different because I just found it easier to focus on something that was different to what I was doing before. And it would work, I now know, it works a different part of your brain. You just start to file information a little bit differently. And in that second block, I would typically get about an hour and a half into my study before my brain started to drift again. And that was my cue, again, to go and just do something else. And by this stage in the day, I was craving some activity. I've I've always been an active person. I've always uh, valued moving around and while I can sit and focus for long periods of time, it gets to a point where I start getting restless. And when I get restless, I just need to satisfy that that urge. So that was the time that I would either go to the gym or at that time when I was studying, I'd typically go for a run. 
go for a run, 30 minute run, come back, do a little bit of uh, some push-ups, some sit-ups, uh, really simple stuff. This is before I understood how to put a program together for uh, from personal training or anything like that. But uh, I knew enough to be able to just, just get moving, get active. And that would wake me up and get me moving for the day. And by then I was hungry again, so it was a chance to eat some more food, drink some water, have a shower and uh, wind down from the workouts. And that would typically take me between an hour, an hour and a half between the, the workout and the um, food and, and re resetting. And by then I had a bit more energy again to then sit down for my final block of study. And my third block would typically be about 45 minutes, uh, which felt really short compared to the three hours I'd done earlier in the day. But the benefit of the 45 minutes, again, it was another topic. It would usually be a topic, uh, a subject that I quite enjoyed, that I didn't feel like I had a lot of stuff to do <clears throat> and that I felt would be easy. So it's just revising or refreshing. And in that block, I would typically get about 45 minutes in before I'd notice my brain, my mind starting to drift off somewhere else and start to think about other things. And that was my cue to then stop. And by that time, it was usually time to go and have some dinner. Uh, I lived with other friends at that time, so everyone else is starting to come back into the house uh, around that evening time. So it was also the time to then start to connect with friends and chat and uh, and just reconnect and that was my social time as well so I'd had a good day of studying that was my chance to unwind relax go out with friends uh, still do all the other things that I enjoyed doing and then go to sleep rested recovered and then repeat the process again the following day so that was my typical thing and what I learned from doing that is that the brain really likes intervals Periods of focus need to be broken up with periods of rest and recovery, and then we can do them multiple times a day. When we're doing those focused periods of, uh, of attention, that focused period of work, then it's really easy to focus to the exclusion of all else. And when we ex focus to the exclusion of all else, we get so much done. We are so efficient in what we need to do. So what you think would take you a day suddenly gets done in a few hours. Now, in order to do that, we also need to eliminate distractions in uh, in that process. So, if I was studying and people were coming and knocking on my door, or you know, this is pre-mobile phones as well, so I didn't have Facebook or uh, phone calls to distract me. I was perfectly capable of finding other distractions to uh, to procrastinate, but it, it, you had to go searching for those things. They weren't just there. So, remember this when you're in a work environment, especially. That these are good times to put your emails on do not disturb, put your phone on do not disturb, or even put it in your top drawer uh, and you know, you just set yourself an alarm or a reminder just to check for urgent stuff. But there's nothing that's really going to come through that's not that can be dealt with uh, an hour later or uh, 15 minutes later. You know, these things can be deferred. So we're not trying to multitask. We've just got one key thing we're getting done and just work through your process. But then bear in mind, we can't do a whole day of that sustainably. You might be able to do a day of it now and again. Usually when there's a deadline, putting some pressure on you to really prioritize that one thing. But if you do a whole day of this, you usually need a day or two off afterwards. So the longer you extend these blocks of focus, the longer the recovery, the, the brain break needs to be. This is, this is why we have weekends in a traditional work week. So give yourself a focus, 
and stick to that to the exclusion of all else. You may need to teach the people around you that they need to book a time to come and speak to you, but you'll be able to quickly start to structure your day around things with uh, soul focus and things that require some interactiveness and creativity. The other thing is to schedule your week, and the, the vast majority of people fit like this. Some people will do better switch the, in the opposite of what I'm going to explain. But start your day with the things that you need to do most. It's the, the get stuff done time. We're more vigilant, we're more focused, we find it uh, easier to make the difficult phone calls or the tougher decisions because we just have a bit more brain power, we have a bit more focus, and we have a bit more attention to detail. Then, as the day goes on, as we move on to lunchtime and after lunch, uh, that's the time to do your routine not too much thinking things and then at the end of the day is your problem solving or your creative planning time and if you follow that structure you will find that it'll it'll mimic your body and your brain's natural rhythm of the day now your homework if you want to start to implement this everyone will have a different period of focus some people will have a consistent block of time that might be consistent blocks of 45 minutes with a 15 minutes brain break uh, might be your way of being super productive. Others might find what I've just shared uh, something that they can resonate with and connect with really easily, in which case you can do descending blocks of time through the day. Now, my suggestion is just test yourself. Give yourself a, a bit of a chance to just play with this. Give yourself a structure for the day and some uh, themes to focus on. And once you get started for your day, sit down in your do not disturb mode and just just focus, just pump out the work and just start to notice when does your brain start to drift and when are you craving other, other things. And just note how long was that block. Then go and do something, go and move around, go and get a coffee, go and have lunch, go and have morning tea, whatever that thing is that gives you that little break and recharge and then come back and then give yourself another focus for your work again and time yourself. See how long it takes you for your mind to start to drift again and start craving a distraction. And do that through the day and just notice what are your natural intervals. When you average it over a week, what, what kind of things start to happen. So uh, then you can start to really structure your day with volition and this will improve your productivity, improve your focus, it'll help you improve your decision making as well and you will start to 10x your, uh, your productivity. You'll be able to get so much more done and you will feel better for it at the end of the day as well. You'll get to the end of the day feeling like, wow, I got a lot done. And you'll get to the end of the day feeling like you don't have to cram the last bits of work in so you can unwind, rest, sleep well and then you are ready to go. So, with that, just to reiterate, if you really want to apply this to your life, you need to do a little bit of uh, testing right now. So, plan out your next few days, test your intervals, and just see how it works. And then off the back of that, you can start to structure your days according to your own personal mental and physical rhythm. So, uh, that's all for me for today. Go forth and, uh, and test this, measure it, enjoy it, and I uh, would love to hear what response you guys get from it.